Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another exciting, interesting, hopefully, Minecraft discussion today on downshifting. You know, th this is about living life in a lower gear, and my name is Kimberly Quinn, and I am happy to have this conversation with you this morning, and I'm, I'm telling you, you know, I just, I get inspired. I'm, I'm kind of led around by that inner voice, as I think many of you know, and here, at least here in northern Vermont, I've chosen to take a remote day today, actually, to work. I don't, though I don't consider uh, doing podcasts or YouTube videos work because I have so much fun with it. I actually don't consider teaching work either for the same reason. Uh, but anyway, um, even I'm, I'm having a very productive day. That's actually part of the irony we're going to talk about. So when we downshift, we actually end up um, sort of being more productive, whatever that means. It doesn't necessarily have to be work. It can be more productive in our relationships, just more creative, more productive with self-care and rest. And so right now, just to describe for you, uh, I'm on the I'm on I'm in the living room uh, with our golden retriever Giovanni. And it's a very sort of raw, rainy day, which and, and there's this lovely mist rolling through the trees. It's not rolling, mist doesn't roll. Sorry, sitting in the trees. And it's such a contemplative, contemplative day just super conducive to downshifting, even though I'm actually busy, you know, doing all things well-being. It's just this wonderful, lovely place to be in because it feels like a, like a very, uh, just a wonderfully slowed down pace, which I needed after um, this week of, of the research I've been doing in it. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm really into walking the talk, as they say, not just saying, oh, let's downshift, and then I don't do it myself. And also the fire is going, and this is exactly what I needed on this day and something I'd like to talk about with all of you. You know, I think most of us are aware of the of the Henry David Thoreau story, right? And he, uh, one of his many um, rock-solid quotes, you know, he says, things do not change, we change. And at least for me, I know that all too well because I operate at warp speed and that is actually okay as long as you are relaxed. The key is being relaxed and living in the moment because if you're not living in the moment, you're missing out on your life. And and I, I very boldly say that in my Minecraft classes. I just shared that with a couple of presentations I did uh, just two weeks ago. If, again, you can move fast as long as you're as you're, as you're moving it, you know, as long as you're, you're taking it in, I guess is what we're saying. So the downshift is relative based to what, what your own operating speed is. And for me, it means, it means, um, making sure that I am being present in this moment and, you know, throw obviously did a very good job with that and pa paraphrasing, I'm not looking at anything to read, um, about, this right now, just that the, I have this in my head because I live by it. When he kind of packed everything up, headed to the woods, and he, he his big fear was, you know, to get to the end of his life and realize that he hadn't lived at all. And I think many of us, um, we can be on the path towards, you know, ending up in that place and realizing, like, where did it all go? And do we want it to say, stay, say on our tombstone or cremation stone? I'm not sure how they do that. You know, she never... She never, you know, took a remote day at work and she just, you know, did every, she was everybody's everything all the time. She hung out with a lot of acquaintance people who were obligations, maybe nice people, 
but obligations. And because of that, she wasted enormous amounts of life minutes. And for what? You know, and then it's over. We go sliding into home and that's it. And we realized that we missed out on a heck of a lot of just this precious, precious, these valuable life minutes. And, you know, I, I, uh, one of, I, I'm inspired by so many people. I know that you know, I listen to podcasts just constantly. Wayne Dyer is a big one, you know, my dear friend, Oprah. And there are, I have a whole list of, of people I listen to. And also I read, uh, Sarah Von Brednick has a, has a daily book that I often read from. So I just want to say a shout out. I'm inspired by her today, even though I read also read this in all different other areas as well. And she talks about, um, you know, the fact that Thoreau didn't set out to become, you know, this saint, patron saint of simplicity. And she explained to us, she says, actually, he sought a job as a highway surveyor with the city of Concord, Massachusetts, in order to support his meager earnings as a writer. And she says for years, he had been the de facto keeper of passable paths around the town and, and the public had testified to the quality of his work. And then she says, nonetheless, the town officers declined to pay him a salary for his efforts, packing his pens, bottles of ink, and paper. The would-be municipal employee borrowed an axe and headed for Walden Pond to conduct an experiment with life. And I think we all know how that how that mapped out. And when he downshifted, he downshifted and allowed all this quiet and this solitude um, you know, to kind of enter his life, his whole internal world opened up. You know, I don't, I don't um, mind, you know, hub- humbly sharing with you that I, w- you know, I've been revisiting this myself because I don't know if any of you have this experience, but you're feeling like you're getting in a nice balanced place, whatever that means for you. And again, I love what I do. So I'm kind of flying around all the time, though still, even though I'm good at handling a lot of balls in the air, the last couple of weeks, um, I've admittedly been a lot and that's, and, and, and my cup runneth over, absolutely runneth over. I'm working on a, on a research project, which is so exciting. And it's, it's also a privilege. And it's also in addition to everything else I'm doing with teaching and my other well-being stuff. And the plan was to have a couple of research assistants, st- a couple of student high rollers. And here's the thing in April, our, our high rollers, are, high rollers are all busy high rolling. They've got their research projects and their capstones. And so long story made short, it's all me for four weeks. So granted, it has a start and a stop. And I was still, you know, when reading, um, thinking about thinking about Thoreau, you know, all of our life minutes are important. You know, four weeks from now is important, but today's important. And sometimes downshifting doesn't mean making some gigantic change in our lives. And it can. But it can also mean just making a small just a small change because every day I reminded myself this day is important. I'm not just going to survive and get through till everything's done in two weeks. Today is important. If today were the last day of my life, I need to make sure these life minutes are worthwhile. And so I, I actually had a meeting yesterday at a quite a nice long, but very nice day I had with defense against the dark arts club and just everything I love. And in addition with all the, the, testing trials going on with the research project by myself, I needed somewhere to create a breather. And I had a meeting in the morning and I called my, my colleague. I said, can we just do the, the meeting virtually before I head into campus? Because I've got all that going on until the evening. It would really be helpful to, if I, you know, got a couple of hours back in the morning to just start the day with much more ease. And, you know, and, and so 
She said, of course, sure. And wow. And that we're not talking about a big monumental life change. This was just, I was able to head into campus a couple of hours later, hang out with Giovanni, the golden retriever for a couple hours, savor my tea, look out at the view. And then I went in to do testing trials and, and teach and then run the defense against the dark arts club at night. And it was all so incredibly enjoyable because I downshifted in the morning and it wasn't again, anything monumental. And wow, it turned my whole day around my whole day around. And it was just the whole day was wonderful. And another downshift strategy I've had to embrace myself. I talk about this in presentations. I've had to embrace my, myself just during this, this four weeks of this experiment is, you know, people are so big on to-do lists. They're just so big on to-do lists. And I've actually not been that person ever to be truthful with you, but I think that has to do with my fast mind wiring. I'm the type that tries to make a grocery list and leaves it in, the, in you know, amongst the lettuce and the produce department it just doesn't work for me. But anyway, as far as the whole to-do list thing, I'm very a big uh, fan of not to-do lists. And especially if you find yourself in a busy few weeks, like I have right now, again, it's not bad. It's all good, actually. In fact, it's so good that it's kind of overwhelming because I'm excited about everything I'm doing. And that said, there are only so many life minutes in one day. And embracing a not to-do list means each and every day, there is more than likely one thing you cannot do. You can just get out of it. And for me, um, uh, cause I am also the, the, uh, the, the chef in the house, I've, I've had to go grocery shopping this week and just couldn't, with everything I've got going on with professionally, I just couldn't, couldn't do it. And we live very remote. We live rurally. So the grocery store is not close. We have a small little store in town that's meant for kind of, you know, pinch hitting sort of. I just thought, you know what? I think I can work with what's in the freezer and going to our little store in town that's only five minutes out the front door versus doing a big thing, which we really need. But I can I can get through four days and then deal with it on Saturday. And so I got very creative with the amount of ingredients I had in the house and I pinch hit with some things from our little store in town. And you know what? I, I saved adding another, what would have been the stores about 25, the other, the bigger stores about 25 minutes away. So that's round trip. And let's say an hour of shopping, that's two hours. And I just did not have this week or I chose not to have, I should rephrase. I chose not to have. So rather than coming in late from Burlington, from campus, um, and then stopping at the store when I was already kind of maxed out, I said, no, I'm just going to use what I have. It'll be very simple. We won't have our elaborate everything I usually have. And it really worked out. And it's amazing what you can do with what's in the fridge when you're, when you choose to not spend your life minutes in that way to go do a two hour shopping thing when you're already at your limit. And, and wow, I came up with some new stuff. I spent less time doing it. And uh, I knocked something off the to-do list and saved two hours of life minutes that would have gone down the rabbit hole. And again, came up with a very simple dinner that also didn't cost us any extra money because it was what I had right there. So yeah, the not to-do list can really help us to downshift and to live in a lower gear. We can knock something off our list each day of the week if we try. You know, and, and then, okay, so that's in my own my own life, you know, circumstances right now. And I try to use that just because it's real and relatable. 
And it, it, it obviously, as we know, especially in the States, it's so easy to get swept up in that rapid current. It's just easy. Um, and, you know, and we kind of push that human doing thing and living like gerbils on crack. I mean, we all know that. So it takes conscious, conscious effort to downshift. And the whole downshifting thing, I have to tell you, um, my first Jeep, Aretha, my, my current Jeep is Oprah, as you know, and they're not selling standards anymore. It's very difficult, which I prefer. So I'm not downshifting. I know when I had Aretha, which and she was a standard, her my Jeep, there's the downshifting thing is so wonderfully metaphorical for what we're talking about because obviously it slows you down. We also live in a mountainous, a mountainous uh, rural area in northern Vermont. So the winters are heavy duty. You know, winter's my favorite. I love it. Though coming down the JP road, um, it can it can feel like a like a sled ride to death. And and with a standard, the downshifting thing, especially in the winter, it slows you down. But the, metaphorically for me, it can be a dramatic slowdown. Like you can feel like as if you're almost spinning out of control sometimes. You know, in the snow, and you, you pick up speed, pick up speed, and it's and that it fits for life. I think because we can feel. Like it's spun out of control. And maybe, again, maybe it's all good stuff like that's going on with me. Um, and when this happens and we feel so out of control, that obviously kicks the whole worry circuit into gear. You know, and we, and we you know, just become enormously anxious. Then, you know, this is all wrapped up in the fear-based thinking. And then, then we get into the what if, what if, what if, and, and how do we, and then it gets very difficult to see because we get so fogged over in this out of control anxious, fear-based fog that it gets very difficult to grab the reins on our lives again. And, you know, sometimes it is a bigger downshift, you know, um, especially with the great resignation and especially in the, in the business arena, you know, there are lots of, there's lots of opportunity right now and incentives and all sorts of things. And I know that, you know, especially when people, um, you know, reach, you know, their fifties or, or whatever like that, it can be any age, of course, but they, they start to weigh out given their current, you know, position in life. Is this worth it? So it, and obviously personal professional growth are, are, are fantastic. It just comes to really weighing it out. Is it worth taking on a promotion that's more money and a different sexier title with a new business card? If it's going to eat up more evenings and weekends and take you away from your, from your family and friends, I, I, I you know, I don't know that it is. And um, so there's sometimes there's a, there's a bigger downshift to contemplate as well. You know, and this really comes down to to the work that Thoreau did, right? To get to the end of it all, get the end of the path and look back and say, you know, that, was it worth it? Did I really live? Or did I, was I, you know, chasing chocolate chip cookies around all the time to achieve, achieve, achieve? And again, achievement's good. Also part of well-being, um, you know, with the, with the whole Marty Seligman PERMA idea, um, achieving is part of well-being, yet within reason, right? If we're just like, anything, you know, too much of a good thing can also be bad. Too many blueberries gives you diarrhea, right? If we're just chasing, chasing achievement, accomplishment to the point that we're missing out on life, then I think we need to look at that. And then lastly, another way to downshift, and you wouldn't believe the looks I get when I, when I do presentations on, um, you know, hashtag self-care is not selfish. And we get to the part where it's kind of trim the fat when it comes to our acquaintances, you know, it's like layers of an onion, our innermost people, our closest family and friends, next layer, still close friends, do stuff with. Third layer might be work friends. We say all nice people, nice people, more, you know, small talk, you know, go to work things, and that's all fine. And you got acquaintances. Sometimes we we hang on to like, you know, 
you know, the fourth and fifth layers of the onion, again, people are nice. We're not saying that, but it, it gets, there are only so many life minutes in a day. And sometimes we outgrow people. It doesn't mean outgrow in a, we're better way. I definitely don't mean that, but we just grow in different directions and we stay sort of doing things with it, with them using our valuable life minutes out of obligation because we, we don't know how to not do like, I don't say break up with them. We're not talking about romantics. I use that. I use that phrase a lot just with small talk, acquaintancy people. Um, and, and we, and we end up, you know, swapping out valuable life minutes, like a quiet, quiet day. Like I have right now, which I'm loving. And to go do something with somebody who doesn't really bring you joy anymore. So it doesn't mean cut them loose necessarily either. But think about each and every thing you sign up to do. You're taking a chunk out of a perfectly good afternoon you could have had to yourself or with um, someone who does bring you joy. Because there are, in the end, there are so many life minutes. And trimming down, you know, trimming off those layers of the onion is, is a really healthy thing to do for us because it's, it saves life minutes. Okay. Downshift means living your life in a lower gear. And it also just saves those precious, precious life minutes. Use them wisely. Spend them like cash. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from Northern Vermont. Have a mindful day. Mm-hmm.